Well, it's good to be back after being away a week. Um, what I wanted to talk about tonight is um, I, I came across a, a book which was being reviewed on a television program which took my fancy. And the name of the book is How to Fail. Um, and uh, it's my kind of book. There's so many books about how to succeed. But this book was called How to Fail. And it's by a woman whose name is Elizabeth Day. And uh, she's a writer, professional writer. She's published about four novels, I think, and she's a journalist. Anyway, she relates it to a personal experience. And she obviously had a, a successful career, but in her personal life, um, she'd had a lot of tragedy where she um, failed to get pregnant with a partner, failed with IVF, um, had a miscarriage, and then a partner left her. And it was out of that, that suffering and that adversity that she started to look into what the experience of failure is. And she put a podcast together um, and it became um, um, one of the most popular podcasts at the time, about a year ago, got about a million different hits. So she was tapping into something, you know, um, where people feel ashamed about actually talking about um, failure. Um, we've all got to be successful all the time. So her writing this book and tapping into her own experience allowed other people to actually come out of the out of the um, shadows and and acknowledge um, how they relate to their own sense of failure. Now, um, I want to relate that to Zen practice as well. And um, you'll see in the Zen tradition, when you look at um, koans or any of the history writings of Dogen and so on, um, that it deals with failure or mistakes quite frequently that comes up in the in the context of koans. And our idea or the popular idea of a Zen master, so to speak, is someone who kind of never makes mistakes. Um, but um, Dogen shot that concept to pieces pretty well. It, there's a, the actual, the actual uh, Japanese saying is Sho Shaku Ju Shaku, which has often been translated as um, life is one continuous mistake, or my life has been one continuous mistake. And that kind of gets to the sense of it, but actually more directly what he was saying is that there is the principle of the way that we must make one mistake after another. In this world of samsara, we make one mistake after another. And it's kind of funny, you know, it, it, there's, there's humour in that statement. Somehow recognising that life is one mistake after another allows us to embrace mistake. And... Um, as it says in some other Buddhist teachings, where one, one of the, the sort of pairs in the eight worldly winds has been blown around by success and failure. And Dogen's statement, you know, that life is just one mistake after another, cuts through that striving to have to succeed. And it's only when we succeed that life will be okay. But what he's pointing to and what... Um, Elizabeth Day is pointing to, by the way, she was influenced by a South Korean monk in, in the writing of her book, so you can see a Dharma sense to it. 
But when you make a mistake, it's just a mistake, that's all. It's just like, it's just information, it's just an experience. When you succeed, it's just that, that experience of winning something or getting something right, but it's just another experience. And it's about treating them the same, you know, and what we learn from the mistakes. One of my favourite koans, which I keep coming back to in everyday life, as a kind of configuration in my mind. I just love it because it's so kind of weird and dreamlike. And that's the um, koan, um, the second koan in the Mumon Khan called Hyakujo's Fox. And let you, me just briefly remind you of the story. Um, there's an abbot of a temple and one evening a monk comes before him and asks him a, a Dharma question. Does an enlightened person fall under the cause of fall, fall under the law of cause and effect or not the abbot replies such a person does not fall under the law of cause and effect as a result of this he was um, uh, born 500 lifetimes as a fox um, and then one day he comes again before many many years later before the current abbot of the um, of the monastery, and he comes before him as a man, and he explains his story to the current abbot that I used to be the abbot here, and I was asked this question. I was born 500 lifetimes as a fox. Um, can you release me from this? Can you finally release me from the body of this fox? Can you give me a turning word that will release me? And so. He asked that current abbot the same question, does an enlightened person fall under the law of cause and effect or not? The current abbot said he does not evade, he does not evade the law of cause and effect. And the old abbot is released from the body of the fox, he becomes a man again. One assumes he, he's really found peace after... Um, experiencing 500 lifetimes as a fox and he realizes that those 500 lifetimes as a fox are lives of bliss there's a whole whole lot of meaning in that koan but basically it's a story of a mistake you know and 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 what someone has learned through going through living in a fox body you know one senses that he was preoccupied with some sense of pure consciousness which could float free of his body, you know, some kind of disembodied experience which is therefore free from the, the laws of cause and effect in the material world. Mm -hmm. So he gets, he gets uh, reborn into the body of a fox, probably having to learn how to hunt for food and not be a vegetarian and to mate and to bring up kids, you know, and to actually live in a body, to become embodied again. Um, but the key statement in that koan is he realises that those 500 lifetimes were lives of bliss. Whether Zen perspective in some ways can differ from secular versions of this, like in Elizabeth Day's book, is you get the impression that it's important to recognise how to fail because you're taking risks and you're learning 
but there's a kind of implication if you do that that you will succeed. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, maybe you will. People who are successful in the world in a in a in a worldly kind of sense are probably people who are capable of failing, learning from their mistakes, and then relearning a way to go forward. A useful concept that is used in that book and which is very relevant, I think, to the way we do Sazen and the way that we practice Sazen in our life, is she talks about failing forward and failing backward. And if you fail forward, you make a mistake, you experience that mistake, it's just kind of information, it's just an experience. And instead of getting caught up in a whole lot of thinking about how stupid I am and 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 how bad I am or whatever, it's kind of like embracing the failure and moving forward in it. That's a good way to do Sazen. You may have noticed from your own experience of Sazen that we fail all the time, our mind wanders off. If we get preoccupied with, I can't do Sazen, then we get caught up in thinking about it. We fail backwards. But if we embrace that fact that our mind just wanders off and we keep bringing it back, wander off, keep bringing it back, keep continuously making mistakes and continuously practicing, then we've got a way we've got a way of engaging with life and moving with the flow of life. So it's an important way of understanding Zen practice is the making mistake and making mistake backwards where we get caught up in all of that belief and thinking which is often self-preoccupied and comparing compared to the mistake that rolls forward with it and keeps on moving into the next mistake and the next mistake after that. Uh So from a Zen perspective, we don't necessarily um, embrace failure and mistakes just so we'll become successful. We just embrace it because that's what's occurring without any kind of preoccupation of progress. Each moment is is fine in itself, whether it's a success or it's a failure.